0: What do I have to do to get a commentary video on a fan chosen Barbie movie? Um, me about six months ago. <laughs> what happened? What, what changed in the last six months that you I don't, know, don't why want you to take watch, a guess? I don't want to watch Barbie anymore. Like, dang. why don't you take like, a guess? Hey, it's like, hey, six months ago, I totally would have watched Barbie at the drop of a hat. Now, here I am no. now, a <laughs> different happening. man. Hello, and welcome to the nerdiest podcast where nerds talk about nerdy things. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Jackson Glass, and today we're digging deep into our favorite action franchise ever made. We're talking about the breathtaking Keanu Reeves in John Wick 1, 2, 3, and 4 franchise revisit. To talk about whoa, it whoa, whoa. Before. We're only talking about John Wick No, one, not two 4. And three. Dang it. <laughs> you one, said two, four. And 3. We have not
1: seen John so, Wick 4.
0: Yeah, we got early access to John Wick 4, everybody. Could so. you imagine? That'd be so lit. Anyway, so we're talking about John Wick 1, 2, and 3 to get ready for John Wick 4 coming out the Friday after this episode releases. So, whether you've seen it, whether you've seen it or not, whether you've not seen it, or you're going to see it or not, come listen. We're talking about the first three. It's going to be really good. These are some of my favorite movies ever, actually, and I've been trying to get this episode on the docket for a long time. But before we dig deep into that, I want to say that you should follow us on Instagram at the nerdiest podcast to see when new episodes are coming out, see what we're doing. We're doing polls and memes and fun stuff on there. So the nerdiest podcast on Instagram or what else? or the nerdiest podcast on YouTube. Our socials have changed so much this year. It's so hard I mean, to remember what to promote. We
1: went from like last year we had, you know, Instagram and TikTok to Instagram and Twitter, and now it's Instagram and YouTube. And those two will probably, <sighs> probably be pretty solid. You got to learn. Uh, you got
0: to get there. You got to learn. So, yeah. you know, follow us on YouTube and Instagram, the nerdiest podcast where there's original content going on there. But wherever you listen, also give a five star review because it really helps us at the SEO, the search engine optimization so we can show up and people can listen. It's going to be great. Before we dive into John Wick, I want to say, Mr. Nick, how is your week? Oh my gosh,
1: that's crazy. Before I dive into my week, though, I am going to say our last plug. Check out the description of the Spotify episode. There'll be a poll. You can tell us what your favorite John Wick movie is by voting in the poll. Now, my week, how's it been? Well, it's been pretty average. Um, It's been a week. Jackson's writing something on his uh, dry erase board. I forgot to write
0: something on the board. i got to do that.
1: So... While Jackson draws on his dry erase board, I will talk about my week. Well, and I guess Jackson will probably talk about it a little bit. I went to visit Jackson last week, and we got to film a short film together, so that was pretty cool. Um, It's his short film, so I'll let him talk about it. But while I was there, we did get to watch Your Name and Weathering With You, which I'm always down to watch Weathering With You. That's my second watch through this year. There will definitely be a third one before the new Makoto Shinkai film comes out. In April. And then what else? I watched, and I'm not going to talk too much about it because it's not a family-friendly movie, but I watched Eighth Grade, which is directed by Bo Burnham, which is partly why I wanted to watch it because um, I loved Inside. And I'm like, okay, i well, will go watch some of his other stuff. I'm going to be 100% honest. I think Bo Burnham is an underrated creative genius because Eighth Grade is probably the most accurate rendition and like portrayal of what it is like to be an eighth grader in the current day and age. It's not like, Oh, I'm an eighth grader from the nineties. Whoa. It was a very, this was set in 2017. Um, What is it like to be an eighth grader in 2017 with the invention of social media? And how does that change social relationships? And, How does that change like just growing up as a person like your self-esteem and your self-worth and that movie really dug into those things in such an accurate and good way. And there was one scene towards the end, which if you've seen the movie, it's the one in the car. So everyone will know what I'm referring to without me saying it. It made me so uncomfortable in an accurate way like uncomfortable in a oh, this is exactly how it happens and how it gets started. And it was just such a well done movie and I really hope Bo Burnham does more stuff like that. Because I, from what I know, eighth grade kinda went under the radar. Um and it's like if you know, you know, but that's just what I've heard, I may be totally wrong. Um but yeah, very good movie. Um and the last movie I watched this week, I watched it last night is Speed Racer from, like, 2008. And I'm, you know, I think that might be the best live-action anime movie we've ever (laughs) gotten. And that might be, like, a hot take, but it just nailed everything that anime is and then moved it to live-action. It has the very vibrant colors and all of the action and all of the character that you would expect from an anime, but in live-action. And... Listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that that CGI aged well. Because there are definitely scenes where you can tell that was shot on a green screen. Or there's certain scenes where you can tell it was not, like, CGI'd together well in post-production. But all of the racing scenes looked phenomenal still. Which, in all honesty, is really the only part of the movie that matters if it looks good. Because that's what you're selling the movie is on The racing, it's so cargo fast, Ka-chow. yeah. It's cargo, f- yeah. cargo, vroom, vroom. Um, smash into other car, yeah. jump over, do like real life Mario Kart essentially. Yeah, um, I'm so, 12 and this
0: is awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude,
1: that used to be my movie. I used to love that movie as a kid. Um, because it was just cargo fast, cargo, vroom, and that was it. Um, and I think we need more movies like that that aren't so caught up in. Ooh, what deep, you know, philosophical message about life or, you know, intersocial relationships mm-hmm. can we tell? Which is funny coming off of eighth grade. Um, but it's just cargo fast, cargo room. They smash into each other sometimes. They jump over. They do cool driving tricks. You hear the car go vroom, uh, You're like yeah. You're like, let's go. Would Wait,
0: you argue that is that what Fast and Furious is? Or is I was Fast gonna say Furious maybe that's
1: <laughs> maybe that's maybe I need to go watch Fast and the Furious now because those are um, good movies. That's what I've heard. So maybe the franchise revisit. This Fast is, and the Furious. This is something. Ten
0: movies. This is something that's a yo franchise revisit for Fast and the Furious.
1: Ten movies. Episode 100. Franchise revisit. Fast and the Furious. Ten movies. One four, for each set four of ten hour
0: episode. <laughs> Let's go. I want to say, um, this will actually tie back later in the episode if we follow our notes, but I think there is some movies right now that are coming out that are mindless and dumb and just funny. And so cocaine bear. What? What? Who said that? We don't talk about that on our family friendly show, but there are some very like cargo Poet room drain. What? or, you know, people go, ah, people fight. You know, people, people should go pew, pew. Like, that's all we want. That's all we want. So yeah,
1: it's mindless entertainment in a good way. Yeah. Not like mindless. Oh, it's bad for you. And just like bad in general. It's mindless in the sense that you don't have to say, okay, what, you know, what social controversy is going to be in this movie? What political message is going to be in this movie? It's just, wow, look at that. The car goes fast and they race each other. That's crazy. Have you ever seen
0: the movie Turbo? Yeah, with I have. The snail, <laughs> the with the snail, snail. is fast! <laughs> that is such it's a good cars, movie. It's Cars, but with a snail. That's such a good movie. So, yeah, my week has been okay. Um, after spring break, life just got insanely busy, and so school's crazy. Like, life is, life is just kind of crazy. Um, lots going on. But, you know, we had a great spring break week. Um, got to just chill for a little bit. I went out with friends. We went coffee shop hopping. So that was really fun. And then, like I said, Nick came down to my house for two days and we had a great time. We shot a short film. Um, I'm really happy with the way it's going. Hopefully there will be a way for you to see it. I don't really know what that's going to look like yet because um, I don't know if I wanted to just go right to YouTube because it's a more professional looking project that doesn't really right. fit with the, my YouTube content. So, I don't know. We'll see if anyone has any advice or experience in short film distribution, send me a DM cuz I need the help and I would gladly listen to anyone. But yeah, we had a great time shooting short films. We we went on some adventures. We, you know, got on a, got on a roof or two. But what? Who said that? What? Who said what? that? <clears throat> anyway, um do you wanna? Do you wanna look at our movies? F- so I also far? I will say while I was there,
1: I got to verify that your girlfriend is real and not like a paid actor. You got to stage and be like, "Hey guys, look, I have a girlfriend." No, she's real. No, she's, she's real. Very nice. Thank you. Um, she also likes weathering with you, which is like Let's Jackson. Go. That's a keeper right there. Yeah. No, um, we
0: we watched weathering with you and your name, um, both Makoto Shinkai films. Weathering with you is better, but I expected no. That's that. so true. But it's also, so true. I need to watch Your Name again because it's a confusing film. I also, halfway through, just kind of accepted that we were watching this movie for social reasons. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't going to catch every little bit of dialogue because we were just hanging out and talking. Right. So I need to watch it again and be a little more intentional with it. But both great movies. So speaking of movies, if you've been keeping up, we currently have a little competition going on where we see who can watch 100 movies first. So, we are only updating each other on how many movies we're watching on the podcast. So, I don't remember how many I had last week. Except
1: for me, who accidentally said the number before we started recording, because I forgot. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, you know, but we'll see. We'll see. So, how many movies are you at currently on March 18th, 2023? um including my duplicate watches
1: which weathering with you was a duplicate watch because i've already seen it once this year Mm -hmm. i am at 32. okay okay
0: do you have me beat so did you pull
1: ahead because i know we were like one apart like
0: really close last episode including my rewatches because i rewatched i saw puss in boots twice and I saw Weathering With You again this year because we watched it together twice this year. It's true. When we watch uh,
1: movies together, they cancel each other out.
0: Um, including John Wick, all the John Wick movies. I watched Madagascar this week. Um, I'm currently at 31 movies. So you yes. still have me beat by I'm one. still ahead by one. But, man, it's anyone's game still. Um, Here's what also, I want to ask. Hold on. Because I was thinking
1: about this. Can, this week, yeah, do, you first. do stand-up specials count? Like, stand-ups count. Like, if I wanted to watch the new Chris Rock, because it's on Letterboxd, and I've counted them as movies the last two years.
0: Because they're specials over count. an hour. Stand-up specials count. So Because they're okay, on cool. Letterboxd and are over an hour. Now, you'd also say, like, I would say that, like, short films don't count. Like, I could watch the all-too-well 10-minute version short film, and that's on Letterboxd, but it's 10 minutes long, so I'm not going to log that. Stand-up specials do count. I do want to watch the new Chris Rock special. Um, Can we also talk about when you were here, we were talking about how many movies, like how we were trying to watch a ton of movies, and Amy was like, oh, yeah, let's just just see how many I've watched. She's seen, like, 45. Yeah, uh, you're slacking, brother. How... where is she watching all these movies without me? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand how she just like blazed past us, and she's not even playing. The women. Be watching movies, she's not I even guess. Be playing. True though, girlies. The girlies just be watching movies together.
1: They, she rewatched actually every single Barbie movie ever.
0: In On operation
1: the... for Barbie with Margot Robbie
0: and Ryan Gosling coming out in June of 2023. <laughs>
1: Please That's leave. the real franchise revisit.
0: <laughs> what do I have to do to get a commentary video on a fan chosen Barbie movie? Um me about 6 months ago. <laughs> What happened, what what changed in the last six months that you don't 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 want to watch, I don't want to watch Barbie anymore? Like, Why don't you take a guess? It's like, hey, six months ago, I totally would have watched Barbie at the drop of a hat. Now? Here I am now, a (laughs) different man. All right. So, this week, we watched John Wick, all three of them. The fourth one comes out very soon. We might, depending on how we feel, we might do a review of the fourth one. If not, we'll just do like an Instagram post about it. Because um, the fourth one. I might one do is, a movie review.
1: We could he, always do a movie could review, do a review a for review YouTube. On
0: YouTube. But I mean, it's getting amazing reviews. The fourth one is, they're saying it's like 10 out of 10. Wow. So I, I want to start with what's the history of John Wick with you? Because I've seen these movies before. And if I'm understanding correctly, this was your first time watching it, was it not?
1: Yes. I've never, like, I've heard of John Wick before, but I'd never seen any of the movies. So, and I'd wanted to watch them because I'd heard, like, oh, ha ha, somebody killed Keanu Reeves' dog. And then he goes on a rampage. And it's, like, kind of a meme. Mm
0: -hmm. But then I
1: watched it, and I didn't realize that is actually the plot. Like, I thought people were joking. No, that's actually the plot no, is
0: for real, of the John plot. Wick
1: is somebody steals his car and kills his dog. And that is a domino effect of just where we're at by the end of John Wick 3. So I'll say they were good movies. I enjoyed them. And for reasons I'll explain because I assume we're going to kind of go like movie mm-hmm. by movie. Um, I think John Wick 3 is probably my favorite out of the three. They're all good, but John Wick 3 is definitely my favorite. Right.
0: Yeah. I think, um, I'm trying to remember the first time I watched it. These are movies I always watched with my dad. And so since he really likes them, we've watched them together. And we just had it on Blu-ray. So we've kind of watched them before. I watched the first one, and I think, I think that was maybe the second R-rated movie I ever saw. The first one I saw was The Matrix, um, which is ironically enough a different Keanu Reeves movie. But there was a point when I turned like 16, 17 that I just kind of realized I was old enough to watch those things. And so it was like it opened mm-hmm. a new door for movies for me. And so because I wasn't like it's not like they, my parents were like, heck no, you can't watch that. It was just like when I was 13, I wanted to watch it and they're like, "Ah, eh, you're a little young. Which is so valid because I was way too young. So
1: Um, yeah, no, there's definitely some stuff, like violence wise in here that as a twenty year old I had to look away because mm-hmm. it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so, so that's kind of my that's kind of my history. It's Like I just kind of watched him with my dad. They're really good. We'll probably I'm gonna try to see the fourth one with him too. Um, so that's about it. I really I've seen the first one. I think this is the third time I've seen it. Um, I these are probably my favorite action movies that exist. Because, well, general thoughts on general thoughts on John Wick. We'll move to that on first movie. What are your general thoughts as like a n- twenty years old watching it for the first time? What do you okay?
1: Think? Well, um, they start off with his dead wife, so that was kind of cool. Um. <laughs> I don't know I feel like it would have been a little better if we saw a little bit more of his wife and she wasn't just kind of like oh she's dead like Mm -hmm. we don't even get like a flashback really it's just oh his wife died you're supposed to care but I'm like well I mean yeah I can empathize with him that his wife died but also like
0: I don't know but you also get you get the videos of her that he watches
1: And that's about
0: it. But I also really hate that trope of like the dead wife videos. Yeah. Like community makes fun of that too, where they're just like, what are you doing? Stop filming me. And he's just like watching it alone on the edge of his bed, like crying. And I'm like, who takes videos like that? That's really weird. I should weird. do that.
1: Actually, wait. No, I don't need to do that. That's what the podcast is
0: for. No, exactly. So
1: in the future, when I eventually die, my wife and kids can go back and listen to the eventual 2,000 episodes of The Nerdiest Podcast. Yes, of like, of course. They can watch me go from senior year of high school to my deathbed. Let's go. Um, you got a really wide range of episodes there. TBH, yeah, it, let's,
0: shoot, let's shoot dead wife videos of ourselves so that... People can watch them when, and it's just us. Like, what are you doing? Stop! <laughs> it's like, up. oh, like such. Or it's a, like you get really serious,
1: me. and you're like, "Well, if you're watching this, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm probably dead." <laughs> and then that's it. That's the whole video. That's the whole thing. Uh, there's no meaningful speech. No content after that. It's just that's well, it. respect. I'm dead.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. We could have. We could have seen a little more of the life.
1: We also didn't get to see him, which. I don't know. I kind of like this, but at the same time I didn't, is we didn't get to see him before coming out of retirement. We see what he can do after, obviously, because that's the whole premise and like how skilled he is as a – what is he, an assassin, a hitman? Yeah, man. he's an assassin. Um, We can see that after, but we don't get to see the before, which I guess, I mean, it doesn't really matter – And it is kind of haunting to see all of these people. Like, there's literally a line, I wrote it down, that made me audibly start laughing, where the guy walks up to the guy who stole John Wick's car's dad Mm -hmm. and is like, he stole John Wick's car. And he just goes, oh. Like, he knows exactly what's Uh about to happen (laughs) just based off, he stole John Wick's car and killed his dog. Oh. And (laughs) the guy was like, well, son, you're on your own. Sorry. (laughs) Pushes him out the door. Nope. Not today. Um... So I think having that, like... And they call him the Baba Yaga, which is Russian for, you know, the Boogeyman. So that's that was a really cool... Like, it was almost like a word-of-mouth mm-hmm. reputation. Um, and everybody knows John Wick. But also that trope did kind of get old of, like, yeah. everybody knows John Wick. Wherever he goes, somebody
0: knows John Wick. And I'm like, okay, I yeah. mean... I think that they could have showed a little bit before but I also would argue that I think the mystery almost makes him cooler or mm-hmm. almost a little scarier like you said like everyone everyone in the story knows who John Wick is he's Baba Yaga and so as an audience since I'm not in I'm like what are what are they like what's going on why are they so scared like oh I got to know and i think that i think that adds to the story is mm-hmm. him being like a mysterious almost like a folktale of like right. oh john wick oh my gosh so i think but it then i think he, it works
1: he proves the folktale's right mm-hmm. when he goes and wipes out like an entire crew of 20 people yeah. by himself so it ends up the ends end up justifying the means of how they mm-hmm. did that i just think It could have been handled a little bit differently and a little bit better. But that's just me.
0: Yeah. So the first one, generally speaking, I'll go ahead and say, I think the first one is my favorite. Really? Just because I think... I think when you have a movie that is... How do I say this? It's not the gimmick, but the point of John Wick is violence. Yeah. When you make a movie where the point is violence and you make four of them, it has to escalate and it has to get more and more violent. Yeah. So the first one to me is almost like a piece of art in the sense of like it's. it was before it escalated. To the point where, like, yeah, in the second, in the third one, he's like murking people with books, and like the second one, he uses a friggin' pencil, and that's terrifying. But I really like the simplicity of like, no, he's just incredibly good with his hands or with a gun or, like, I think that simplicity like makes me appreciate mainly Keanu Reeves because he does it all. He's right. amazing, and so I think the first movie is my favorite. Just because of the simplicity of, oh, yeah, they killed his dog and they took his car. Like, now he's going to go destroy them. You picked them. the wrong person to kill his dog and steal his car. Yeah. So also as a dog person, I'm like, yeah. And it's like, what, what else could they have done that would have made me root for this guy that's just plowing down groups of people? They were like, so
1: needlessly violent against yeah. that
0: dog, by the way. Oh, like, they absolutely were. You did not have to go that far. <laughs> no, I felt no empathy for any of the Russian dudes that just got destroyed in this first movie. That's kind of what I thought. I think that they're all really good, but the first one is my favorite because it's almost essentially like kind of like how the first Hunger Games is really good because you get to explore it before it gets too complicated, if that makes sense. Right yeah so that's how i feel about the first one
1: no i totally see that because now and to your point about escalating is the first one was very like it could have been a one and done movie Mm -hmm. and it would have been a great one and done movie but where i think and this is kind of like not hesitation but My interest going into John Wick 4 is how do they cap this off eventually? Yeah. Like, because they even, like, the director or someone who worked on the movie said, if John Wick 4 does well and they want us to make another one, we'll take a little break and then do another one. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so that means either the story doesn't conclude or it concludes enough that we could stop there and call it a day. And I'm like, okay, with how we've escalated and built up the world with this whole, like, high table organization and they've got people everywhere and now it seems like john wick and lawrence Fishburne are teaming up um it's also not the first time john wick has paired up with an iconic black guy that's pretty that's pretty poggers i mean um (laughs) so you know different generation different movie it it all works out Um, john wick is the modern matrix
0: because the modern matrix was awful (laughs) That's facts.
1: Anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how they do that, because how do you fight back against an organization that literally has eyes everywhere across the world? It'd be one thing if it was like, we're the New York Mafia, and we control the entirety of New York. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, that's cool. We can take down all of New York. How do you fight the world? Yeah. like I'm interested to see how that has escalated, because it's really... John Wick and Lawrence Fishburne and whoever he's got at his disposal. And maybe and that's Winston.
0: I'm curious to see how that goes.
1: Yeah, because he shot
0: him off the roof. And but I don't also, know if
1: that was like intentional.
0: I think he's still on John's side.
1: No, I agree. That's how it played off. Because um, yeah. it was like, oh, John Wick's got to die. Bam, pop, bam, pop. bam, bam, <laughs> bam and then he falls off the roof. Yeah. And it was almost more of a because then when the adjudicator, which I hated her by the way. I wanted so to annoying. I wanted to
0: bring that up about how horrible she is, which I guess is good writing cuz she's supposed yeah, to be that's horrible, the point. but she's horrible. But
1: I want to just punch her in the face. Yeah. Though it's bad. <laughs> but when she comes up and is like John Wick is gone, and he's like, "Oh, well, that's unfortunate." You know, that's what happens when you fall off the roof, and she's like, "No, his body is gone." And he's like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, what do you want from me? The rats ate it, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Moving
0: on. Anyway. Yeah. I think, um, the only movie franchise I can compare John Wick to and hear me, y'all might have to hear me out on this is the hunger games because you think about, okay, you do the first movie that builds a world and it sets it up, and you meet characters, and it's like, cool. And then you go to the second one, and you say, okay, it's this. It's the first one, but Annie is upped. Like, okay, cool. You get to the third one. Okay, let's take down the government. So, potentially, I we could... I that was
1: the plot of the third Hunger Games.
0: Yeah. You see? See what I'm saying? So, Governmental overthrow! <laughs> we could get... 4 and 5 from John from the John Wick franchise and it could just be like taking down the high table. Right. I think that has mad potential and just kind of be like cuz I don't know. I don't want I don't want it to end where they're like, "Oh, like let's just kill the organization. No more assassins. We don't need to do this anymore." Cuz that's dumb. We don't need to do right. that. Cuz there's always going to be crime. There's always going to be they're like, "Oh, we're going to go they still need to exist. Yeah. But I don't know how you end. That's like, I don't want it to be like the final shot is John wick kicking his feet up on the desk where he's the head of the high table now. And it zooms out in his big New York office and like happily ever after. I don't want that either. So I really don't know how this is going to end, but I kind of trust them. Cause I feel like there isn't a movie in this, trilogy that has missed like yeah they're three for three i think the second one is probably my least favorite for some reasons i can talk about if you'd like but it's not a bad movie they're three for three tell
1: because i think it's my least favorite too okay and we might have the same reasons
0: um what are your reasons (laughs) let me hear that first
1: my reasons it felt really disconnected not disconnected but like forced air quote Mm -hmm. forced because John Wick goes back to his house and, like, everything's fine and dandy. And I was kind of confused. Because I hadn't seen any trailers or read any descriptions or anything. Um, and, like, he goes back. Oh whew. I did not get enough sleep last night. Anyway, um, <laughs> he he goes back and then this guy shows up and is like, I heard you're out of retirement. Here's this marker thing that has not been pre-established, by the way. um. I really, and I'm not saying the first movie can pre-establish everything, mm-hmm. but it does feel weird when there's stuff like that, that is now a really big part of the world, was not even mentioned. And maybe it yeah. was mentioned in, in the first one and I missed it, but when stuff like that isn't mentioned mm-hmm. ahead of time, it feels weird. But he comes back and John Wick's like, no, I'm good. And then this guy burns his house down. And for Why? <laughs> Just, like, like just for real? Yeah. You burn his house down and you think he's going to come help you? Which is what happened. But I also feel like after John Wick kills the guy's sister, which, mm-hmm. by the way, he did not do. No, he didn't. Um, she did that. I feel like I... there was a, lot of, a real lack of communication in, yeah. in that movie. Yeah. Because she killed herself. Yeah. Because she even said, she was like, if I'm going to die... I'm going to do it my way. And then she like Ripped cuts her, her arm arms open, open and it's which so I had gross. to look away from. It's so I couldn't gross. do it.
0: Okay. that's There a, that's was a the lot of stuff it's gross. in these movies
1: I had to look away from. Yeah, I couldn't. No. I can't
0: do it. The second one, I think, is the one that I had to look away from the most. Just like, just, it was, it was, that was the grossest scene of all of these movies. And I don't think it needed to be that gross. But that's just me. There's...
1: Okay, I can handle like this stuff where he's like blowing people's heads out and you see the blood splatter. Mm-hmm. I can handle that. I'm fine with like gunshots yeah. or like, you know, sword stabs and stuff. But when you get into like the oh, I'm going to like sli- uh, slice my wrists, I'm like, "Oh, no, no. That's makes me uncomfortable. It's a little too real." Or when I think it was later in John Wick 2, when he kills the two guys with the pencil,
0: I had to look away. Yeah, especially
1: when he got like right in that dude's eye. I was like, "Mm, nope, mm, 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 not today. No. Uh, Uh,
0: If you haven't noticed, this episode is a little more mature, so warning on that.
1: (laughs) I mean, I feel like these are R-rated John Wick.
0: (laughs) In and of itself
1: is um,
0: yeah, like you should know. I think. So what's interesting is like I I can relate to like gunshot like that kind of stuff doesn't bother me. It's swords that get me. Like, if really? someone is cut or stabbed, I feel it. I'm like, oh. Especially when it's, like, a super close-up. Like, like stuff with eyes, I'm out. Instantly, I'm out. I can't do stuff with eyes. It's gross.
1: Oh, you know what I couldn't do? I couldn't do when he'd cut his finger off.
0: Oh, oh,
1: no. When that was... I think that was... that Was that in three? That's in the third one, when he cuts his finger oh. off.
0: I was like, mm, ugh. It also... When they... When he uses his key and they like essentially brand him in the back, that hurt. I could feel. Uh, that, that was fun. Also, what the heck? This is so gross, and we're gonna move on in a second. The ballerina just ripping her toenail off. Did you Did you catch that?
1: I might have missed it.
0: It's so unnecessarily just nasty. I might have missed that one. It's it's kind of subtle, but I'm like, glad I
1: did. It, it caught me uh, off guard,
0: and I just went ooh. <laughs> so
1: it's it gives me this like that kind of stuff gives me the same vibes as like when you're watching a video, like the most infamous one is a Vine where this guy's trying to jump over this giant Jenga tower, but he lands and the tower goes right in between his legs. Oh and you're yeah, like, oh. I can feel that
0: uh-huh. when it's
1: like that, I have to look away. I'm like, nope, I can feel that. Like the empathy uh, is
0: too much, so yeah, like it hurts. I think I think John Wick two, it's not bad, but it's the weakest of the three in my opinion. Um, yeah, but also mainly
1: because it serves as a bridge
0: between one and three. It does. It's necessary as the bridge, but that's pretty much all it is. Yeah. Um, I do think a couple things that I really liked about. John Wick 2 and I wrote this in my notes is Lawrence Fishburne steals the movie true. he is iconic now it's not entirely true because Keanu Reeves is still Keanu Reeves but Lawrence, any scene Lawrence Fishburne is in I was like filled with joy he fills the room it's so great um, also the end in the mirror the mirror shots were so incredible in the second yeah. one I was wildly impressed by that. Um, Just especially as a film guy. I'm like, literally, how? How did you do that?
1: I'm going to be honest. I was a little, and this is totally not off topic, but I was honestly, it caught me really off guard when they were in the Continental and the guy's sitting there like, yeah, John, maybe you should chill out. And then he just blows his head off. Uh Like he just pulls it up, bam, and walks out.
0: And Winston's like, uh... uh, did you just conduct business on the Continental Grounds? John, <laughs> That's I have one no of those... choice but to
1: excommunicate
0: you. I will say the end of John Wick 2 is really sick. The way that it's like he has one hour before he's like essentially fair game. Yeah. And not only fair game, but worth like $15 million. It's a like, lot of money. He's on the run. not if you're
1: not gonna be alive to spend it.
0: No, yeah, it was it was kind of sick actually. The end, and I like I really like his dog in the second and third one. So that's good. Yeah, the third one is really good too. Um, I think it's the highest quality movie. I would agree. Um, but I, like I wrote this down too. Is there are some shots in the rain. In that movie, that are just absolutely gorgeous. I loved how this movie looks. Um, also, this is more—this um, is more of a blanket statement about all of them. Um, these movies use text very creatively. Like, oh my gosh,
1: I was going to talk about the subtitles yeah. and how I love how stylized the subtitles are, mm-hmm. and they're not like just the generic white text at the bottom of the screen. They're very integrated with the movie and it's a part of the story as opposed to just we're going to translate mm-hmm. it for you because you don't speak Russian or yeah. whatever language they're speaking. Uh, and like certain words are colored to add emphasis. Oh,
0: it was, I thought that so was an good. incredible creative decision. Um, Also that doctor at the beginning of the third movie, absolutely. Like, can we just talk about the impact he had on this story? He freaking saved John Wick's life when he had thirty seconds before he was excommunicated. Okay, this man is a hero. <laughs> I like how John
1: didn't hesitate to shoot him either. He's like pulling up his shirt. He's like, ah, oh, you know, just go right. He's like, and then he's like, all right, right here on my enough. neck. Bam! Try not to hit my
0: collar. <laughs> yeah. He
1: didn't even hesitate. He's like, okay. Well,
0: he had brother had Kabam. to go. Brother had to get out of there. He's like, I gotta go. Um. Yeah, I think. I also really like John in the third one because I think and I don't know if this is the right word for this, but the power scaling is really good because John Wick is just known he's the best. So since he's the best when he's really scared, you know, it's dire. So I think they do a good job of making sure he's not invincible. Like he gets beat up pretty, pretty bad.
1: Yeah, like, you know he can win every fight, but that doesn't mean he will. Yeah. Especially when he's got multiple people teaming up on mm-hmm. him. That's very, it makes it a lot more realistic. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yes, you are very skilled, but also you could die at any moment.
0: Yeah. It's like he is very skilled and he's the best, but even when you're the best, when you're against four people, you're it's going to be a tough fight. so I thought that was really good Um, also I'm just looking at my notes at this point I thought that when they're in the Continental in the third movie and they just pull out the shotguns I was 10 years old again giggling like an idiot like okay that was awesome (laughs) I'm gonna say this and we might have you know
1: if we watch the retention graph there might be a significant drop as soon as I finish the sentence. I um, might I might know what you're about to say. John Wick is my expectation when playing Fortnite. <laughs> That's how I feel. Walking around, bam, bam, bam. And you got like the you got all the different ammo, pulling out the pistol. Loki and like especially in John Wick three, when they're like riding on the motorcycles and stuff, because they just added like more futuristic motorcycles to Fortnite. that's how it feels is like you're riding around you're trying to shoot people next to you on the motorcycle it's like the expectation versus reality yeah. playing the game is reality expectation is john wick and that's what it feels like because um, there were so many times where i'm like okay pistols can't have more than 15 uh can't have more than 15 rounds so at some point and i don't know if it's because i was bored but I started counting shots mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, so minimum is seven, maximum is like 15. You're at 22. Um, oh, nope, now you're at 30. And I got really lost. I was like, do they have infinite ammo in these movies? And then yeah. I realized it was the it was the fight in Casablanca with him and the, the girl. Mm-hmm. And I realized that they were picking up the guns from the people who had died yeah. and that's why they had infinite ammo because they yeah. just kept picking up and dropping and i was like yeah. "Oh."
0: that's another thing to kind of appreciate about the john wick movies is the the combat is very realistic he oh, yeah. there's some very in there you should look up the videos of him doing it it's absolutely incredible he goes through this incredible like military training of like like he does it it's real it's very right. realistic. He, like his gun safety, I guess precautions are like what you actually should do. And the one that I've noticed the most is in a lot of action movies, they'll hold their gun out like that. Right. Where in reality, like if you were You're supposed in to a gunfight, it. it has to be close to you because if you hold it out, your arm is weak. People can just smack it out of your hand. Like that's not, that's not good practice. So hold it close. And he does that. And it's amazing. Because yeah, there's... if you look, that's
1: how I was taught to use a pistol. Was like yeah. you keep it close and you kind of hold it with mm-hmm. both hands instead of just like the super arrogant. Oh, I got you now! Brr, 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 ha ha! Bam bam yeah. bam bam!
0: Yeah. So it's just um, it's just interesting because not I don't know of another action movie that does that. Yeah. Um. So. Because most action really movies are very
1: unrealistic, mm-hmm. and they do that because they're
0: like, oh. Guns look cool. Yeah. But I, I almost appreciate John Wick more because they managed to make it kind of fun while being realistic, and I just like that right. they took that care. Um, da, 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 da. So that's that's the question is, is John Wick, the three movies we've seen, are they too violent? How do you feel?
1: I feel like... John Wick is violent enough for the type of movie that it is. It's obviously an R-rated movie, which is interesting. (coughs) Um, It's it's rated R for violence, not for any, like, sexual content or... I mean, obviously there's some language, but Mm -hmm. not as much as you'd think. And it's really just for violence. So... I don't think these movies would work if you cut out the violence to get it down to like a PG-13 because then it's just kind of like it takes away what the movie is. Mm -hmm. Like as much as I had to look away for some of it, like seeing him shoot somebody in the head and then blood splatters in the corner of the frame like it's on the camera. um, Something about that feels very natural because they are assassins and we shouldn't water that down. We shouldn't water down. They're assassins. They're meant to kill people, and they will do it in any way possible. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if they have to like put their body weight to get the knife all the way into your chest, Mm -hmm. or they got to blow your brains out, like, or they got to break both legs and then you know choke you out with a book. Like, that's what assassins do. They kill people. Um, So, and and I think something this movie doesn't do, and maybe you can prove me wrong, is it doesn't glorify killing people.
0: Because no, I don't think John he does.
1: is very not remorseful, but like he is somewhat remorseful when he does have to kill people. Because it's obviously not the life he wants for himself anymore. Because, you know, he had his wife and now he's got his dog and like he's kind of just done and over that. Mm-hmm. And it's not it, it would have been so easy for this movie to fall into the trap of let's glorify killing people, which mm-hmm. is the wrong message to yeah. put across. So yeah. I don't think it's too violent. I think there's some stuff that, like, bothers me personally, but that's just Mm -hmm. me. Um, But, no, I think the violence works for the type of movies that these are.
0: Yeah, I can completely agree with that. Um, I think that's not something I considered is how do the characters feel about what they are doing? Because this could have very easily turned into a Joker movie where John is like, Haha, this is so great. But no, right. he is very remorseful, more of like, I don't like that this is the life that I have, and that's why I'm going to fight to get out of it. That's the whole point. That's why you root for him. You root for him because he doesn't want to do that. He's just really good at it. <laughs> right. So like, that's where the fun comes in. It's like you feel kind of weird for saying it's fun, but it's like... It's like cheering on your favorite team, like "Go, John! Get out of there!" Like, yeah, get the bad. Get guys. out of this toxic relationship. Yeah, John. for real. I'm in a toxic relationship with the high table, and
1: but then there's also that scene in John Wick three where he's fighting the the Asian guy in the mm-hmm. train station, and like they're gonna stab each other, and then these kids walk across in between them. Yeah, and the Asian guy is like, "See, What's that's the name? difference between you and I." I wouldn't have stopped. Like, I would have kept going, but you stopped. That's what makes you special. Uh, yeah. And I think that's another great way to showcase that John doesn't kill unnecessarily. Yeah. He only kills the people he has to to keep himself alive. It's not like, a, oh, I'm going to run around. Like, are oh, that kids in my way? Bam. Are mm-hmm. oh, that teachers in my way? Bam. Like, he just goes around them because yeah. they don't need to die.
0: Yeah. His name is Zero. I forgot his name. Too. Zero. Did zero
1: zero i mean i'm sure they said his name somewhere. yeah i'm sure oh somewhere. that's something i want to mention while we're talking about uh zero and his ninja guys i love how they pulled that off in the frame because you literally could not see the ninjas in the frame Mm-mm. like they just appeared like they were added in post mm-hmm. and i'm like that's so cool no
0: they did a good job because there. it
1: feels so realistic yeah like like, Again, that's from. how assassins work, which yeah. is what we talked about. Like with Pirates of the Caribbean, is it's a very accurate rendition of pirates. This is a very accurate rendition of assassins. Is yeah. they will do whatever it takes to kill you, and if that means blending in with their surroundings so they can jump out and kill you, that's what they're, they're going to do. do.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think this would not work as PG thirteen, just because the point is that it's a realistic movie about assassins. And you cannot portray that without blood and just the brutality that they show wouldn't translate well if you took it out. It would just be like, this is lame. I don't care. Yeah. So um, talking about Zero and his ninja guys, did you feel like this is very specific in the end of three? There's a scene where his ninja guys are like fighting John. And they're like throwing him into these glass cases that keep shattering. That scene made me so mad because I was like, he's just standing there and letting them like kick him into these glass boxes. Like it's just he, it's almost like he would get up and set them up to let them throw him into a different box.
1: And I I, thought, didn't, I didn't have that issue. Did you know
0: I, I didn't see anything. I mean I mean I
1: saw it, but I didn't like yeah. I didn't think that. I okay. was like, oh, you know, it's whatever.
0: Yeah. How do you feel about these character the other characters in this movie? Like outside of John cuz this this is a world. There's more than John Wick. How how do you feel about other people in this movie?
1: Sorry, I'm making that face because I'm listening to, um, I'm listening to the Doki Doki Literature Club soundtrack <laughs> on Spotify, and um, the super depressing song just came on, and I'm like, oh, oh gosh, okay, wait, 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 anyway, wait, wait. <laughs> how do I feel about other characters? Um, some of them are interesting and some of them are not. Yeah, like, is it Sophia? Is that her name? The one who has the dogs who, like, viciously attack people. Mm-hmm. I think that's her name. Which, by the way, moral of the story in John Wick, just don't kill dogs. What up with the It never the... ends well, well for people. For real. Just don't do it. <laughs> um, But, like, her character, I didn't really care about her because I didn't feel like I had a reason to care about her. But then when you get to Winston, and what's the concierge's name? Um, I don't know his name. I have it. Sharon. Um, Sharon, um, Sorry if I missed I liked him and Winston. mm mm-hmm. uh, I was very invested in them, which... This was very poorly timed, because I literally wrote in my notes... I, was, I watched John Wick 3 Thursday night, and when he was getting all geared up to go out and fight yeah. in the Continental, I was like, if the concierge dies, I'm going to riot. And yeah. then... I get up Friday and I found his actor passed away, which yes. is so unfortunate. Lance Reddick like,
0: died at sixty. That's this so week. sad. It's he is in John Wick four. I know he has other um, he has other shows that he was in, so that won't be his last role.
1: It'll be his last John Wick movie,
0: but though. it will be his last John Wick movie, which is so unfortunate because he
1: was like one of my favorite. Non John Wick characters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, apparently he so, was very
0: big into voice acting, which I didn't know. I've only seen him in John Wick.
1: Yeah, I, I've seen some other animated stuff he's been in, but I didn't know it was him mm-hmm. until I went through the IMDb. Yeah. So, so that was incredibly yeah, like, sad. Him and Winston, I care about them. What is Lawrence Fishburne's character name? I need to stop calling him Lawrence Fishburne. The Bowery King. The Bowery King. Yeah. So I'm gonna keep calling him Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> um, he's really good. He's I good. like him. I like his character and how he and how the high table is like. All right. Well, you're done. And he's like, oh, you Excuse think me? I'm done? I am the Bowery. You'll yeah. never know. Um. So I liked him I like the weird like ballerina lady leader. Oh, the really director. the the. The extra characters that were introduced in John Wick 3 are the ones I didn't necessarily like because I didn't have a reason to like them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think Sophia is Halle Berry's character, which she does a good job. Like, But also when you're literally in scenes cut in between you and Keanu Reeves, it's really hard to hold your own because he's... This is the third movie he's done this for. He's right. just amazing at it. Incredibly talented actor. And then oh, there's also Halle Berry and she's great. But when you cut in between her and Keanu Reeves, it makes her not look not so great. So, right. and her character like I don't really know what they were trying to do with her. I don't know if they were like hoping to get a spin-off out of her or were like, "Ah, there's not enough dogs." I don't know. I thought that was a weaker scene in the third movie was all the stuff with them together, which, yeah. you know, actors did good. I liked the dogs in it just cause I like dogs. But like you said, I didn't have a huge, wasn't given a lot of reason to care about her. So. right,
1: Yeah. And there were, I think now that we're going into John Wick 4, I think there will be a lot of other characters who are consistent. Yes, and I, don't, I agree. I don't think we'll be introducing as many new characters now, yeah. and we'll just be continuing to grow with the ones that we right. already know.
0: Like we have enough people to do a full story, so let's yeah. just expand them. Let's get them there. Um, exactly. So, what are you, what are you hoping to get out of John Wick Four? Because um, I don't really know what to expect. Um... I don't either.
1: I don't know if this is going to be the type of thing where, like, it's going to wrap up. Or if it's going to, like, be ready to keep going. I'm kind of... Not on the fence, but, like... I don't know. I just... I'm interested to see where it goes, but I don't have any specific expectations Right. on what's going to happen or where it's going to go. But I'm also um, not as invested in the franchise as you are.
0: I'm extremely invested in the franchise. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find the, the reviews for John Wick 4 because they have been really good. Um, John Wick 4 doesn't have an audience score yet because it's not out, but it has a 92 on Rotten Tomatoes, Dang. which I – if I'm not mistaken, I hate it when websites ask me to remove my ad blocker. That's just a red flag. So kind of a
1: massive L if you ask me. To Rotten
0: Tomatoes. So, John Wick 1 has an 86 on Rotten Tomatoes. I hate Here, that I have I'll to get... do these one at a time. I'm so sorry. I'll
1: get, I'll get John Wick 3 for you. I help you out here.
0: Okay. So John Wick 1 John Wick uh 1 has an 86 on Rotten Tomatoes with an 81 as the audience score. John Wick 2 has an 89 on Rotten Tomatoes with an 85 as the audience score. And then John Wick 3
1: has 89 um critic score and 86 audience score.
0: Nice. And then So Chapter 4 has a 92 on Rotten Tomatoes. How many critic reviews, though? 76.
1: Oh, that's not
0: bad. It's not bad. Usually when I look For at... For having 76. Usually when I look at, like, high-rated movies, they have, like, four reviews. I'm like, all right, come on. So, I don't know. I'm really interested. It's going to it's gonna be, like, three hours long, too. So it's going to be the longest of the John Wick movies. Okay, actually, that
1: doesn't surprise
0: me. No. Uh, but... Sorry,
1: I got distracted... <laughs> I looked up just for funsies while I'm on Rotten Tomatoes. I looked up the new Demon Slayer movie Mm -hmm. just to see, like, oh, what's the score? It's got an 80 percent critics with five reviews and a 67 with a thousand plus verified ratings. People not like it. Um, I don't think it's I don't think it's that people didn't like it. I think it's people didn't know what to expect going into it. Like for reference. The Mugen Train movie um, that was actually a movie and not just episodes piecemeal together so you could see the super cool like fight on the big screen, yeah. um, with 48 reviews, is 98% from critics. An audience score with 10,000 plus verified ratings, 99%. Because
0: it's amazing. <laughs> it's a great movie.
1: Because I'm going to be honest, it. I feel the same way. It's a 10 out of 10, five-star movie for me. Um, But also, not to get off John Wick for too long, but I read a tweet today um, on as to why Demon Slayer wasn't edited. Mm-hmm. Because apparently, in order to theatrically release a movie, it has to be over 100 minutes. Yes. And that's why it went unedited. Because unedited, it is... Oh, I don't think they're displaying the... It's 115 minutes.
0: Oh, so they had to keep credits unedited. and stuff in there to... And, and I think if play. they cut
1: credits out, it would have gotten it like 101. Yeah, but play. It would have gotten of, it
0: way too close. Play all of the credits at the end. Yeah, like just slide <laughs> them dumb.
1: over. Make the actual credits longer.
0: But um Yeah. So John Wick, TBH. Some of my favorites. I really wanted to do this episode just to put that out there that John Wick the first, at least the three, the fourth one looks promising, are amazing movies and everyone should watch them if mom says it's okay.
1: Yeah, if your mom says it's okay, you can watch John Wick. You have to ask your mom first, though. Yes. Or dad. Yes. You have to ask your parents first.
0: Yes. Go to, to the. To watch John Wick. Go to the Common don't, Sense Media before you.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't watch John Wick without your parents.
0: Or yes. if you're an
1: adult or like. 16 or 17, then I guess do whatever you Just, want. You know, you're probably rebellious. Anyway, I would say, so. I would say still watch, like, still ask your parents, though. Because, you know,
0: yeah, nothing yeah, can ever yeah, go yeah, wrong. Yeah. What are they going to say? No? Maybe. <laughs> what are they going to say? Depends. No? Your parents. It depends on how strict your parents Your parents are. want the best for you, okay? Anyway, do you have anything else to say about John Wick before um, I put a bow on this About John baby? Wick?
1: Um, no. Not John Wick, but I do have one more thing I want to talk about before we end the episode. Okay. So I can either do that now or if you have anything else... I'm good. You want to... Okay. Um, I do want to take a second to yes. thank, the, thank the audience here for making The Downfall of Disney, episode 87, our previous episode to this one, the fastest listened to episode... I'm pretty sure, in the history of the podcast. Yeah. Because we hit 100 plays in the first five days, which, for reference, on average, it usually takes about a full week, week and a half to get to 100. And right now, it's sitting at 176. Numbers usually, like, dip mm-hmm. a little bit on the weekend. Um, But I do want to thank you guys for making that the – quickest listened to episode and like the retention time is really good too. And I just wanted to thank you guys because I was kind of worried about this episode a little bit. Like not that I was like afraid to put it out, but I was worried, especially with the way our conversation went towards the end, getting into more of like the political like sphere, which we don't do. Ever. <laughs> on normal episodes. That was kind of like a one-off thing. But I was really worried about that episode tanking for that reason. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's done way better than I expected. Because it got like 100 views on YouTube, too. Mm-hmm. Um, just totally blew me away. So thank you guys for being awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, and being awesome listeners. So... Also, yeah. just a quick heads up for everyone, the ad changed, like the the Anchor, or not Anchor yeah. anymore, on Spotify the for Spotify podcasters, for
0: Podcasters ad.
1: Because they changed it up, which I'm kind of frustrated about it. Hopefully they do not listen to this part of the episode, but I'm kind of frustrated about it because the ad went from 45 seconds to a minute and five seconds, and they took away $2 of um, CPM. Yeah. So it's like, you want me to talk more... With but less also money. with less money.
0: So yeah. no, that's dumb.
1: Yeah. It's, it's dumb. And it's a rebrand of anchor when anchor was completely fine. It's so much like anchor rolls off the tongue better than Spotify for podcasters. Like, yeah. and you can hear that if you listen to the ad, it was very hard for me to say Spotify for podcasters instead mm-hmm. of just saying anchor.fm. Like, yeah. so yeah.
0: I think that was a bad, it was just a PR move truly and i don't think it was a good decision but also i'm not gonna bite the hand that feeds me so that's yeah, true uh, we, we love have, spotify uh, you know, for podcasters
1: <laughs> we have the money ad money sitting in our thing Yay. so like that's cool so thanks we spotify we
0: adapt we overcome um i'll also say as a small musician um, I've made way more money off Apple Music than any other streaming service. So Dang, what, do you, cr- oh, what of, do you want from me? What do you want from me?
1: I'm going to scan candidly. Apple real quick and see if we have any reviews because I realize yes. I have not checked for
0: reviews in we, like months. Yes, if you leave a review on the show, leave five stars because we deserve it. And if Whoa. you leave a review on Apple Podcast, then we will read your review on the show. So... We're gonna check for reviews real quick, and then we're gonna wrap I'm gonna up. i check. Oh no, we're down six percent. Oh no, um, listener, six percent in what?
1: <laughs> we have 136 followers though, so that's pretty cool.
0: Yo, don't um, review all the stats.
1: Our top countries on Apple Podcasts is Japan. That's pretty crazy.
0: Any reviews? Um,
1: <laughs> hold on, I'm trying to find.
0: <laughs>
1: they make it oh. very
0: hard to find why Why can't why can't apple why can't podcast make this easier easier. why can't podcasting ever be easy someone explain this to me
1: no there are no reviews but we do have a 4.9 out of 5 let's go thank you somebody rated us a 4 out of 4
0: who did it i need to know (laughs) hey i respect that thank you for your good reviews if you want to leave a written review do that and we'll read it on the show but other than that, I'm ready to tie a bow on this girl. I don't know what girl. Why did I say? ugh? what the heck? What was that? That was so gross. I'm so sorry. Who says that? <laughs> tie a bow on this. Huh? <laughs> you know, when you're just talking and you're like, wait a minute, what did I just say? <laughs> what is that? I don't know what that means, but sorry, I don't, (laughs) I'm going to let you outro. Uh, I I can't, I I can't recover from that one. I want to take it. (laughs) Well, if you enjoy what we're doing
1: here at the show, you can follow us on Spotify and Apple podcasts at the nerdiest podcast. While I'm talking, I'm trying to pull up the episode schedule so I can give you a hint of what's to come. Um, cause also if I say it, then we have to do it. So it's called accountability. Yep. We're holding ourselves accountable. Um, next month's going to be fun. Woo-hoo. We're going weekly for the month of April. Yay. So after the next episode, we'll be weekly for a little bit. And that's fun. Cause we got some great topics to talk about, uh, in April. One of them, one of which involves Jackson getting caught up on the Mandalorian. Yay.
0: We'll so get we there. So we can podcast about that. We'll get there.
1: Um, Yeah, the next episode I have on the list is um, we watched the Super Mario Bros. movie from 1993 in preparation for the new Mario movie. So We'll see after that that, (laughs) After that, we're going to be reviewing the new Mario movie (gasps) with with our friends, Genre Geeks. (gasps) No way. So that's going to be pretty exciting. I'm
0: so glad that they're they're making content again. I I know, me too.
1: Um, and that's all the teases you guys get about the schedule because anything farther out is subject to change. Even though every episode is subject to change until until we we record record. it. (laughs) So, but yeah, you can follow us on Instagram at the nerdiest podcast. You can follow us on YouTube at the nerdiest podcast. There's a lot of good content going out over there and all of our episodes are over there too. So if you want to, you know, if you're listening on Apple podcasts and you want to see our beautiful faces, you can go on YouTube if you don't have Spotify. So, And, yeah, I think that's about everything. Yeah. So we'll see you guys here. Same time, same place, two weeks from now. We'll see you next time. Peace out. Uh, Bye.